Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. Happy Father's Day weekend, everybody. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, you do a lot. We all know you do a lot, and uh, you're appreciated. Though I don't know. I can't. I, I feel I, I don't know if I'm the only dad that feels weird about it. And, and, and by all means, you know, tweet at the show at DOAE Show. Um, you can tweet at me at Dylan Lyles. Let me know. Am I the only dad that feels weird during Father's Day? The, I mean, I don't care so much. I, I, I mean, I, I had a conversation with with one of the guys uh, during my day job, and and we, one of the things that was mentioned was you know he was talking about you know feeling appreciated and everything like that, and I'm like I I don't do I don't do what I do as a dad to be appreciated. I do it because it's it's my job. It's what I'm supposed to do. It's because I love my family and my children, and and I trying to take care of them that's it's it's not anything about um trying to get something in return um so when it's a big deal made i kind of feel awkward and i don't know if it's just me i don't know if it's every dad i don't i don't know I just know that for myself personally, I'm just like, mm, don't make a big deal about it. Don't, it's not, just stop. It's okay. I don't need, I don't need, we don't need to go here. I don't need to have a special dinner. I don't need, you know, just, it's just another day. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks like that. I, I don't know. Who knows? I, I, f- I just feel weird these times. Um, but, you know, again, happy Father's Day to all of, you fathers out there. So, Representative Jerry Nadler from New York said on the House floor Wednesday that it would have been, quote, child abuse, end quote, for two-year-olds to not have been masked during the COVID pandemic. Those of you that were uh, are listening to this and not watching on YouTube or anywhere else. Um, I was, the pandemic was in air quotes. I put those in air quotes there. Um, Nadler had his comments came during debate on the House floor of the Reigns Act after Representative Chip Roy of Texas moved to add an amendment to the bill that would effectively give Congress the power to vote on any vaccine mandate initiated via executive branch rulemaking, such as President Joe Biden's new defunct COVID vaccine mandate. Quote, two-year-olds should have been required to wear Masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that because there was no vaccination available 
for two-year-olds. And the only way to protect them against COVID was to have them wear masks. And these mandates are meant to protect the public's health and safety, end quote. That was from Representative Jerry Nadler. Now, I don't, I, COVID is, okay, say what you will about COVID, okay? Did, did people die from it? I, be, I believe so. I believe so. Now, I don't believe it was near at the levels that we were told. Um, and I don't believe that the those folks that passed away were all of them entirely uh, uh, dying from COVID. I think it was the handling of of COVID, the the ventilators especially. It seemed to me, and I, I don't have any um, proof or anything to back this up. It just seemed that from the evidence that I saw, that the more more people that were put on a ventilator were the ones that seemed to end up at higher risk of dying maybe that's just me but from what i saw that that was the truth of it two-year-olds based off the facts that was given during covid the entire length of covid covid had a uh, 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 trying to remember how the way it's worded because i don't want to say it backwards um you had a 97 I think was on the low end, a 97% recovery rate from COVID. This was pre-quote-unquote vaccination. 97%, and that was on the low end. It went up as high as 99%, and that was still before the vaccination. Um, I'm not, I still don't understand what the whole point of this, I, I, I have my, my, um, Suspicions. I have a belief that this may have been an attempt to uh, cause chaos, to disrupt uh, the lives of Americans. I don't know if it was uh, goes so nefarious as to do as as some people have said is called it a dry run to find out how far they can go. It's possible, but I don't think that's quite where it was. I think it was literally more of an in the moment kind of thing. It was here. This thing is going down. We need to find a way to, you know, lock people into fear and and find a way to be able to control them. And and from the angle of because what happened. We were just coming up on the uh, on the presidential election. So what better way to have people get freaked out, to have people maybe not go and vote as much or whatever, than to turn around and say, whoops, there's this massive thing out there. But anyway, I digress. Two-year-olds, it would have been child abuse to not mask a two-year-old. Two-year-olds were not susceptible to COVID. Most children, I think it was under the age of 15, I think it was about 15 was when it started really becoming an issue for children. Two-year-olds didn't, there was no issues. I, I don't think for a second, and I and I don't care what the, the numbers say because I don't trust half of them, that I don't think any children under the age of, of 18 died officially from COVID. Again, at that point, it was if they were, it would have been from mishandling 
the funny part is they're like, well, to to mask children two years old would have been child abuse. Mr. Nadler, I don't know how long it's been since you've had children, or if you even have children at all. I don't know you well enough to know any of that. But clearly you don't know what it's like to have a two-year-old child. Um, I know both of my children um, at that age, you know, you get them these cute little outfits. And, and in my case, a lot of them came with a hat. And it would be, oh, so cute. He's dressed up, and he's got his little vest and his little tie, and we put this little hat on him. And the hat lasted all of a half a second. Once the child registers, there's something on his head. He took it off. That's what my kids did. Could never keep a hat on him to save my life. So how in the hell was I supposed to keep a mask on him? I'm just throwing that out there. I can't be the only one that had that that kind of a struggle. The comments from the New York Democrat came after Roy criticized Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Bacara, excuse me, uh, appearance uh, before Congress on Tuesday. "Quote: I want everyone in America to understand what they just heard from the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee in the United States House of Representatives. Your two-year-old should be forced to be masked." That is what the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee just said here on the floor of the House of Representatives, that the power of the government, the full power of the federal government, should be a part of ensuring and enforcing your children, your two-year-old child, to be masked, end quote. That was Representative Roy. Becerra, or Becerra, which I can't... could be either one, uh, had been asked on Tuesday if, quote, forcing two-year-olds to wear a mask saves lives. That was asked by Representative Kevin Kiley of California. Quote, making sure people were masked when it was appropriate was essential to make sure that we were going to be able to get out of this pandemic, end quote. That was according to Becerra. Um, That's a load of crap because it was said a million times during the whole thing that masks don't do anything masks don't help masks didn't were were completely useless it was proven scientifically time and time again that the the common mask that everyone was wearing the everyday run-of-the-mill doctor surgical mask whatever was not designed could not have prevented particles small enough as was being claimed that COVID-19 was so wearing a mask was pointless. That was proven scientifically time and time and time and time and time again. You needed the 3M, 95, whatever the hell that was. It it, it was almost a super mask. You basically, um, to fully have prevented it, you would have had to have been wearing nine a gas mask. And nobody could afford something like that. But go ahead. Say that. Two-year-olds. And even now, this is after the fact, by the way. COVID, as far as normal people is concerned, is a dark, horrible nightmare that is gone. It is past. It is over. Praise God. We're in a new place now. Now, are there still people in the country who still walk around continuously wearing masks and who occasionally still throw out the whole thing? Well, we still need to protect ourselves and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But we're at a point now where everybody's kind of leveled out and where those who don't want to wear it or who don't believe there's an issue or not having problems with it or not scared anymore, 
there to do what they want to, and those who want to, who want to wear a mask, who, you know, drive with the windows up by themselves, whatever, by all means, knock yourself out. That's where we're at now. I think that a lot of the contention between the two groups has finally ended. However, here we are. We've put it behind us now. So why are we, excuse me, why are we talking about this? Why is this an issue? Why are we even dealing with this? Now, I can, uh, I can say that there's, there are some folks that are in Congress and in, in the House who do care about the people and who are trying to find ways to keep the debacle of COVID-19 from happening again. And we're not talking about preventing uh, a, a disease uh, from wiping people out. It's more of a preventing the government from controlling people. Because that's the problem with with everything. And at the end of the day, we should need to be controlled. Does that make sense? The the same argument I would throw out there involves the same when it comes to um, to guns. You know, the president said, you know, get rid of assault weapons. Everybody's saying, oh, we got to get rid of assault weapons. And AR-15s and blah, 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 blah. It's not the gun. It's the person doing it. It is the human who carries it, who carries out this heinous act of killing people. That is where the problem lies. It's not in the tool being used. Okay? Said this a million times. You're not going to make this stuff stop. Government is not going to make this stuff stop. The person who gets ready to commit the crime, they're the only ones who can stop it truly stop it now don't get me wrong if somebody walks in and somebody's or you know a guy walks into a a school or a bank or whatever with a gun and demands something or you know whatever commits a crime if someone is there who is a, a good person with a gun as we like to say they can stop it too but they've stopped it in the middle of the action happening. The only way to keep it from happening in the first place is the person who chooses to not do the act, which is what the government is trying to do by taking the guns away. Okay? Taking the guns away does not change the heart of someone who wants to kill someone. Part of the problem that is going on right now is everybody is angry to one level or another livid there's all kinds of stupidness going on um we're we're in the middle of pride month i think that in and of itself is enough of an issue there's too many people there's there's a division being caused there between people who and i'm going to briefly lump them all in one thing as if they're okay even though they're not uh, the 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 LGBTQ LMNOP community over here, and then the rest of society. Okay. Now the problem with the LGBTQ community is that there's actually a lot of division there, but we're not going into that tonight. Um, we'll do that some other time. But uh, to to just separate it into the easiest way, it's those two groups, and there is a a a portion. I don't even think it's a big one, but there's a portion, just like of every other group, that is trying to cause disruption, whether it's for their own fame and notoriety, whether it is for um, 
a, a militant mindset of their belief, whatever it is. But they're causing a lot of problems. They're causing a lot of issues. And it's call, they're helping to cause division and hate and anger. When most people just want to live their lives, they just want to be left alone. Most people don't care what you do. Most people don't care what I do. Why? Because most Americans, most people in general, live in a kind of out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. Where unless it's in my face, I don't know about it. I don't really care about it. I kind of have bigger fish to fry. I have to get up and go to work and I have to pay bills and I have to take care of my family. You know, I have to try and save for this in a situation or that situation or I want to go on this trip or I want to buy this thing or my kid needs these braces or whatever. We all have our own stuff to worry about. And when we're dealing, when we have stuff being forced upon us, whether it's you have to accept the gay community or not even the gay community. It's not the gay community doing this. It's this weird trans cult. Whether it's that or whether it's the, you know, we have to remove guns or we have to do whatever. There's intentional anger being caused. And the only way to stop this hate, to stop these problems, to stop a crime or any other thing from happening before it happens is the person has to not want to do it. Now, are you going to stop it at all, uh, uh, every single one of them? No, you're not going to. The person is, if a person decides they're going to cross that line, they're going to cross that line. There isn't anything you can do. That's the weird part about where a lot of these people believe is, well, we can just eliminate it and live in this weird utopia where nothing happens. Mm, no. You, you can't because all humans, every human, has a single flaw that is the root of, of, of every other problem in their life. And that's selfishness, period. Selfishness. Selfishness is the reason why a person would go out and kill another person. Selfishness is why another person would go and rob or steal or lie or whatever. Insert whatever. All this. All this stuff is. Every single problem, if you truly took the time and looked at it and boiled it down to its, its core root, it's selfishness. Period. That somehow or another, we as an individual thinks that we are better than anyone else around us. That's the problem. That is an innate part of our our. our wiring from birth now you can call it nature you know what i mean you can call it say it's well it's it's just part of your primal nature you know going back to you know the caveman days when you the survival of the fittest and blah blah blah, blah. Sh- sure but the problem with it is is it, it it ends up becoming an issue back in the day de- okay i'm gonna start this over because my brain just kind of went <laughs> We look at animals. Imagine, if you will, the Sahara Desert, the Serengeti, somewhere, not the Sahara Desert, the Serengeti. We are on the plains of Africa. Close your eyes and we will take a tour of the mind. The Serengeti and a young male lion 
He's out roaming around. He has no pride to be a part of. He's kind of getting ready to start his own thing, whatever. And he is able to successfully bring down a, uh, a gazelle or a zebra or whatever. And um, first time he's eaten in a while, a couple days, several days, he's hungry. He's, you know, and we can, obviously it's an animal, but we're pretty sure the animals, you know, holy crap, oh good, I'm eating, yay. And along comes another male lion who's a part of a pride and, and has his own stuff there, to, uh, you know, and he's got it good. He's just walking around and he sees this young other lion has just taken down this little gazelle. And he says to himself, he's, he, which obviously the lions don't talk to themselves, but you get the point. He decides that he is going to take that from that other lion and he successfully does. Now, the other young lion is without food again and has to limp away. He is defeated, yada, yada. And the second lion has successfully stolen it from the first lion. Now, that very long, and I can you know agree, somewhat confusing explanation, uh, goes to this point. We don't have a problem with that one lion stealing from another. Why? Because we're going to say, well, that's nature. That's how they survive. Okay. So we have set ourselves apart, especially. We have said that it's not right for us as humans to steal from somebody else. We don't. We shouldn't have to. We don't need to to survive. So therefore, for us, it's wrong. Okay. Then why are we attacking the tool and not the root cause of the problem? Why is it, again, and I know this is kind of make a couple of quick jumps but <laughs> from stealing into guns, but how, how, how is it that it is okay for an animal in nature to kill another one, which chimpanzees do all the time, murder all the time, and they say, well, that's nature. We don't like it, but it's nature. And then we say over here, well, it's not nature, it's the gun. It doesn't work that way. We're all part of nature. Our, 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 our DNA, all of our bodies, if you want to go and believe the, the whole evolutionary thing, then we're all connected. We're all of the same thing. We're just, quote, unquote, more highly evolved. So if we're more highly evolved, why are we blaming the tool and not the person or the action? I just throw that out there realize I went in a giant effing circle for no reason. I'm sorry. It's been one of those days today. Like I said, it's, you know, Father's Day. Uh, it's, it's, or not, well, not today. It's not Father's Day. Tomorrow is. Um, it's the, I believe it's the fifth year. I'm trying, I keep trying to forget to lose count and everything else. Um, I lost my dad, you know, around this time about five years ago. So it's, it's just been, my brain's been running a little raggedy today, so I apologize if that was a very long way to the well. Um, hopefully, you were able to keep up and and follow along. So there you go. Real quickly, uh, Nevada Republican Governor Joe Lombardo signed a bill uh, into law this week that forces insurance companies to pay for an individual's transgender procedures, including surgery on minors. 
Lombardo's move comes as Republican governor uh, in nearly 20 states have signed laws to ban transgender procedures for those under 18. Uh, in Kentucky, the Republicans overrode Democratic Governor uh, Andy Bashir's veto on a similar ban. Quote, except as otherwise provided. Okay? Except as otherwise provided in this section. And ensure that issues a policy of health insurance shall include the policy coverage for the medically necessary treatment of conditions relating to gender dysphoria and gender incognorance. Such coverage must include coverage of medically necessary cycles, uh, psychosocial and surgical intervention, blah, blah, blah. I would love for somebody to explain to me what is actually under that. Medically necessary treatment? Really? All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So much more to go. In today's troubled world, our USA Armed Forces stand ready to protect you, your family, and our American way of life. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Operators are standing by to answer questions about making a tax-deductible vehicle donation. Find out how you can make a difference in the life of the United States veteran. Call 800-209-6482. For 24-hour response, call 800-209-6482. 800-209-6482. That's 800-209-6482. This is Defenders Live. Follow all the social medias at DOAE Show. You can live tweet at the show while the show is live, which, in case you didn't know, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, um, you can watch it, YouTube and on Twitter. Um, looking to try and expand on a couple more things, but that requires, you know, money and things, and we'll get there eventually. Um, but you can listen pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, Stitchers, Breaker, you Google, you name it, it's pretty much anywhere and everywhere. So wherever you find it, leave a uh, leave a comment, leave a review, share it with your friends, spread it around, help get this the 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 footprint bigger, if you would, because I can't do it by myself. I can't, and I hate making these kind of ploys, but it really does hinge and depend on you guys, because I can only share things to a certain point before it becomes spamming, and they you know, frown on that stuff. 
So, if you would be so kind as to share it at least once, that would be fantastic. Because who knows? You might have a friend that doesn't know and might listen. And, and you don't have to even like my opinion. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, any any publicity is good publicity. doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. Um, so, yeah, follow us all on the social media at DOA Show. For some goofy reason you want to email us, it's D-O-A-E show at Gmail. You can email there. Uh, again, there's Twitter, Facebook, all that good jazz. So there you go. This is a bit disturbing, I think. At least I, I if I were if I were Bill Gates. Well, I was gonna say if I was Bill Gates, I'd be a little worried about this. Um, but then again. It all makes sense. The Chinese Communist Party General Secretary Xi Jinping praised American billionaire and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, calling the businessman, quote, a friend. A friend. If I was called a friend to the Chinese Communist Party, I would seriously need, I personally would seriously reevaluate my life choices. I would. Because there is nothing that I want or share or agree or believe is anything good in the Chinese Communist Party. Bill Gates, however, it makes sense. Bill Gates is all about population control. Bill Gates is all about not just population control from, you know, how many people we can have, but literal population control, controlling of the people. The numbers of that we can have as far as children goes. China loves that. China's all about that. They, to a degree, kind of have to because they're running out of space. Um, uh, but literal control of the people themselves. Bill Gates is all about that. And oddly enough, so is the Chinese government. That's why they apparently are now besties. Gates met with uh, Xi Jinping this week alongside Chinese Foreign Secretary Quinn Gang and Chief Chinese Diplomat Wang Yi. Xi and Gates discussed pandemic prevention and technological developments, according to Bloomberg. Quote, you are the first American friend I've met in Beijing this year. End quote. That was what Xi told Gates in a discussion that was broadcast on Chinese Central Television a state-backed broadcaster. Quote, I've always said the foundation of China-U.S. ties lies among the people. We always pin our hopes on the American people and the hope the two peoples can continue to be friendly. End quote. That was the rest of Xi Jinping's comment. Again, I, I don't want to ever be associated or considered a friend of the Chinese Communist Party or China, period. Now, of, you know, Chinese people as a whole, again, the, the normal everyday people who just want to get up and go to work, just like everybody here who have to get up and pay bills and, you know, live their lives and have their families and take care of them, blah, blah. Those people I can be friends with. Anybody in government, of any government, I, if I'm a friend of theirs, they're, they're a little... Uh, I kind of have to evaluate myself and find out where I'm standing and why. 
The two also reportedly discussed artificial intelligence, although that was exactly what was exactly said has not yet been disclosed. Shocker. Gates said on Twitter that he was in China to meet with partners working on, quote, global health and development challenges, end quote. Quote, I just landed in Beijing for the first time since 2019, where I'm excited to visit with partners who have been working on global health and development challenges with the Gates Foundation for more than 15 years. Solving problems like climate change, health inequity, and food insecurity requires innovation. From developing malaria drugs to investing in climate adaptation, China has a lot of experience in that. We need to unlock that kind of progress for more people around the world, end quote. That was all Bill Gates, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell he's actually talking about because China, China is not solving problems like climate change. China is opening up a boatload of uh, 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 coal power facilities, coal fire plants. When at least America is shutting all theirs down. If you want to play and use the actual book of, of climate change and saying that the whole CO2 thing and all that is what causes everything, the, the, the coal power plants, there's helping to cause pollution, yada, yada, yada. China is actually just doubling down on what they're doing. They don't care. So how can you sit there and say that they are working on global health and development challenges when they literally, intentionally, unabashedly have opened up a boatload of, of coal fire plants. You can't, you can't say that they're fixing things as they turn around and do the complete opposite of what fixing is. Now, I don't know why I feel the need to explain this real fast, but I'm going to. Do I believe there is such a thing as climate change? And I would normally joke and say, yes, it's called weather. But in actual seriousness, do I believe there is a thing called climate change? Yes. But let me clarify this. Climate change is happening, but not exactly in the way that they're describing it. There was a point where it was explained to me in, in science class years and years ago, and I was just a wee-wee lad. You know, the earth spins around and it revol it revol it, 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 it spins around the sun, it spins on its own axis, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. As time has gone on, it is slowly moving away from the earth and it is slowing down. Its own revolutions are slowing down. And its spin around the earth or I mean around the sun, is slowing down. And not only is it slowing all that down, but it's also slowly drifting away. Okay? So yes, climate is going to change just from that alone. Now, could we as, as people, as the higher beings on this rock, be better stewards with what we have? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. If there was better ways and there is better ways of being able to take care of the planet that we find ourselves on, then we should absolutely do it. It should be a desire of all of our hearts to want to make sure that it lasts for as long as possible. But you cannot 
let me repeat, you cannot stop or prevent the inevitable. Eventually, the earth will slow down to the point to where it will not be, one side will be facing the sun. There will come a point where we'll be so far from the sun that things will be uh, obviously cooler and it will be cha- the entire dynamic of Earth. Eventually, that will happen. Unless, by my belief, Jesus comes first, and uh, that's a whole different discussion. But eventually, that's how that's going to go. And we should be trying to be good stewards with what we're given. But you can't force it. The government can't be forcing it. You, 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 America's experiment, one of the things I think that America proved, at least at its founding, we're slowly losing that proof right now. But America, the experiment of America proved that, that free people tend to do the right thing of their own volition without being forced or coerced or, you know, badgered into doing it. We, we just do it. Now, is it as fast in some cases? No, I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit. I mean, look at how long, you know, it took for quote-unquote racial equality. You know what I mean? There was, there, was a, it, it, there was a long time between, you know, slavery, the founding of America, and, and, and 1863. You know what I mean? And then there was a lot of time between 1863 and uh, the 1960s for the Civil Rights Union. You know, there was a lot of time between all that. But I think they, things, I mean, now, granted, obviously, there are people trying to make the problem worse again, trying to cause more problems and everything else. But if you remove that from it, it's taken a long time to get here, but we finally have gotten here. Most people, almost everyone, and I'm talking about literally one, I believe one in a million, is 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 the psychotic fringe. Everything else is, everybody else, the rest of the 999,999, those folks in the million all are okay with living next to one another. Doesn't matter about skin color, doesn't matter about anything else. We're finally there. Some parts of human progression take a little bit longer than others, but we get there. And America has proven that if left alone, you can get there. And get there better, I think. But anyway, I love how Gates is. Gates. Oh, God. Gates was praised by China before and has come under fire after Microsoft was accused of aiding the censorship of Chinese dissidents. Remember that? 2005, Microsoft banned Chinese journalist Zhao Jing after a request from the CCP, according to Amnesty International. Gates has also downplayed the scope of the Chinese censorship. The meeting between Xi and Gates comes uh, before U.S. Secretary of State uh, Antony Blinken is set to travel to China. The previous trip from Blinken to China was canceled after the Chinese spy balloon floated over the U.S. So that's 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 how it works. Is a, a rich and influential influential American citizens are have no problems going over making deals, shaking hands with with Chinese politicians, but you know our own secretary. Uh, 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 State secretary can't get over there or won't get over there. 
What does that say? I'm not, I'm not picking on uh, Blinken necessarily. I mean, again, it was over the fact that, you know, the plot, the, the balloon flew over and people got pissy on both sides. But if you're okay with meeting with a regular person, a wealthy, influential person, and not with the government, then something doesn't smell right in my book. Quote, while in Beijing, Secretary Blinken will meet with uh, senior PRC officials where he will discuss the importance of maintaining open lines of communication to reasonably manage the U.S.-PRC relationship. He will also raise uh, bilateral issues of concern, global and regional matters, and potential cooperation in shared trans, uh, transnational challenges. That is according to the State Department. Of course, this, you know, his trip also follows the secret trip made by the CIA director, William Burns, back in May, but we're not going to talk about that right now. So... This story I'm about to go to, I, I find fascinating from a, 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 from a lot of different ways. The, uh, the city council of the only U.S. locale with an all-Muslim governing body and mayor, okay, voted unanimously Tuesday to ban the display of the LGBTQ pride flags on all city properties. Okay? So, there's a there's a city in America that is completely governed by Muslims who have banned the display of pride flags on any and all city properties. I am I'm I'm in a spot where I, I, I'm 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 good with this, actually. I am. The White House has been doing demonstrations out there for pride. Uh, I remember when Obama had legalized uh gay marriage, you know, there was the colors over the, the White House. I remember all of this stuff. I, I don't, I personally, and I and I agree with these folks, the, if it is a government building, okay, an official government building, I don't give a damn if it's it, what stage of government it is. It could be local, it could be federal, doesn't matter. Any government building should not have any other flags floating over top of them other than the state that the building resides in. Maybe the county. Okay? Maybe the county. But definitely the state that it resides in and the United States flag, that is it. No government building should have anything, uh, any other flag of any other kind flying Period. Especially not the pride flag. Now, I don't care how the rest of society looks at pride and, you know, the whole LGBTQ thing. I don't I don't care. I know where I stand on it. I don't know where I, my stake is in the ground at, and that's all that matters to me. 
But this is a government building. Doesn't matter again, police office, courthouse, whatever. If it is a government building, to put a flag like the pride flag on it. Is that government telling everyone else in that country, in that, in that district, section, whatever, that it doesn't matter what you believe, this is where we're at. We're going to back these people. And the problem with that is a courthouse, police station, uh, municipal building, uh, the White House should not be sitting here telling the rest of its people that only this group over here is special and not the rest of you. Because the last time I checked, it is everybody's taxes that pays for all of those buildings, both pride people and otherwise. So you shouldn't be flying this stuff over in the first place. So I am actually very happy with this whole situation. I am bothered, however, that it took an all-Muslim governing body to unanimously make that decision. It should have been done a long time ago and by more than just Muslims. Why? I don't have anything against Muslims. This is not a, a, a dig on Muslims. It's not a, an attack on them. But why is it that it seems to me that the, the, the Muslim religion, the, the, the Muslim group of people are the only ones who are actually living up to the, the, the principles and the statutes and the tenets of their faith? No one else seems to be. There is no reason why it took an all-Muslim governing body and a mayor to unanimously do this on Tuesday. This should have been done across the board by everyone. By Christians, by Muslims, by Jews, by any by even atheists. It should have been understood at that point that these particular buildings, again, White House included, is a is a is supposed to be the people's house, not this special uh, group over here or that special group over there. It is the entire American people's house. That's the only flags that should be there. The resolution was introduced by Mayor Pro Tem and Councilman Mohammed Hassan of Hamtrak, Michigan, a city about 28,000 next to Detroit. The resolution states that, quote, the government of the city of Hamtrak does not allow any religious, ethnic, racial, political, or sexual orientation group flags to be flown on the city's public properties and that only the American flag and the nation's flag that represent the international character of our city shall be flown. Now, I don't, not really keen on that. The flags that represent the international character. Uh, again, that that part I'm not I'm not thrilled with. But this is this is how it should be. Only the American flag at most should be flown on every single government public property. Quote, you guys are the ones making problems. This was according to Hassan, who told opponents of the proposal who attended the council meeting, according to the Detroit Free Press, quote, please do not threaten us. 
I'm the elected official. I'm working for the people, what the majority of the people like, end quote. Quote, we serve everybody equally with no discrimination, but without favoritism. Those people who accuse me of hating them, half of my boards and commissions are either LGBT or supporters of LGBT. I've never fired anyone who belonged to the LGBT. That is according to the Hamtrak mayor, Amir Ghalib. And that's how it should be. There's no equally. Everyone is equal. No favoritism. See, that's that's the thing I think that has gotten lost uh, in, in this day and age. Is everybody thinks that, that racism... Or, or, or this whole inequality thing is about looking down on something. Because that's how it used to be. You know, when you had the slavery, you had these people who looked down on black people. Or, you know, there was a stretch where it was the, you know, the English looking down on the Irish or whatever. It was the looking down. It was this the Germans over, well, the rest of the world, but over Jews. It was this group looking down on another group. Holding them down, keeping them down, making laws to make sure they couldn't do anything. 2023, we have completely flipped that. It is now no longer about keeping the, the certain group down. Now it's about taking a single group and elevating it from the bottom up. Which is fascinating to me. Because everybody would would sit there and say, well, you can't hold people down, but we're going to intentionally hold these other people up. And then they're shocked when things go wrong. When they're shocked when, when people get upset about it. For some reason, we, we were trying to hold, perfect example, is the, the, the LGBTQ, BLM, whatever stuff, people. We're going to hold them to this level. We're going to elevate them, put them on this pedestal. These are the, this, they're so much better than us. No, no, they're not. At the very core of it all, at the base of it all, they are regular American people. That's it. Outside of whatever it is that they do in the bedroom, outside of whatever uh, they, they are doing to themselves privately, they get up every day just like everyone else. They have jobs. They have families. They have bills to pay. They are exactly the same as the rest of us. Why we're holding them to a higher standard, or not even a higher standard. We're not holding them to a higher standard. Excuse me. Why we're putting them on this pedestal. Why we're elevating them to this level of nigh unto a deity is beyond me. But it is the same thing as the racism and and the the slavery was back in the day the difference is is instead of holding the one group down we're pushing a different group up and uh, and it doesn't work right we're all people we're all the same <sighs> galib was elected in 2021 after he criticized former mayor karen majowski for flying the pride flag outside city hall as far back as 2008, conservative Christians in the community joined with the local Muslim community to battle the LGBT community over a city ordinance that would include LGBT community as a protected group. Quote, we want to respect the religious rights of our citizens. 
you guys are welcome, but why do you have to have a flag shown on government property to be represented? You're already represented. You're already know we already know who you are by making this about bigotry. It's making it like you want to hate us. That was according to name Cowdery. I hope I said that right, and I apologize if I didn't, who's also a city councilman. During the public comment section over the resolution, one woman said uh, sarcastically, Hamtrak should alter its slogan to the city to say, the city, quote, welcomes you if you're straight, and then proceeded to kiss another woman. Muslim community leader from Dearborn, Michigan, Hassan Aoun, stated, quote, Pride Month. Don't put it down our throats. You can be gay by yourself. Don't put the pride flag on the city property. Last year, Hamtrak's Human Relations Commission Chair Russ Gordon engendered controversy when he flew the pride flag over Joe's Campo Avenue next to the flags of other nations. He reportedly had planned to fly the flag again, although it is not clear whether he would in light of the new resolution. But I think this is fantastic. We've got to stop treating people as if they're better than another group. Because, again, that is the same thing as taking another group and saying they're lesser than. You can't ask for equality when you're intentionally putting another group of people up on a pedestal. It doesn't work that way. I I don't understand why it's so hard, but congratulations to Hamtrak, Michigan, for taking a stand. Hopefully other cities and other religions and everywhere else and other people, period, will be able to follow your example. Hopefully. Follow us on all the social medias at D-O-A-E Show. Use the hashtag arm yourselves. Like, follow, and share wherever you find this. Believe a review. That helps as well. Um, yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys have a great Father's Day. Those of you that are fathers, those of you that you are not, please show your father some love. Um, there's a lot that they go through that sometimes goes unnoticed or unseen. So... Anyway, y'all have a great, great weekend. Tell a friend, share it with a neighbor, blah, blah, blah. Hell, if you share it around, tell me, share it, email me at D-O-A-E show uh, uh, at Gmail. Um, Screw it, I'll send you a sticker. I got a boatload of Defender stickers. If you want one, share the show. All you got to do is email me, tell me you got it. I'll send you one. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.